Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Uh, you know, every fourth Thursday, we get to travel down the Jefferson Highway or up the highway, depending on which direction you want to go. The Jefferson Highway is a historic highway started in 1915. Uh, it goes from Winnipeg, Canada to New Orleans, or you can say it goes from New Orleans to Winnipeg. And uh, Nancy and I have traveled this um, back and forth. We have not done Winnipeg yet. We've touched a little bit of uh, Minnesota, but we've done a lot of the highway this year and some parts years before, but didn't really know we were on this historic route. And it is beautiful. And uh, we've been doing this show for over a year and a half now, I think it is. Uh, in connection with the Jefferson Highway Association. And that's how the trail began. And so every fourth Thursday, here we are talking about another topic. Maybe it's the conference, the annual conference that happens. But today it's about artists because August is um, American Artist Appreciation Month. And we thought, let's look about like art on the highway. I will tell you, mm -hmm. there are murals up and down the highway. Oh, yeah. Nancy and I know we're like, oh, wow. And there's museums, there's galleries. Um, I would say the Midwest wins in art in a lot of ways that we didn't know about. I'm not saying Texas and New Orleans and Louisiana don't like they're good too. But we, this year, we just, wow, we were amazed. So today's guests, as always, we have Roger Bell, the president of the Jefferson Highway Association. And the website is jeffersonhighway.org. And um, you need to go there. And um, all the links that we talk about in the show today are in the show notes, no matter if you're listening on YouTube or Facebook or, yeah, I was going to say Twitter, no, uh, <laughs> Google, no, Apple, wherever you are listening from, um, the links are in the show notes so you can follow up to the places you want to. So welcome back, Roger. How are you? I'm good, Lisa. Good to be here. Good. Hey, it good. is good to have you back and excited to talk about art. We, I know we, we could always talk about murals till the cows come home, right? But this is a really special show, <laughs> thinking about American artists on the highway. And it's kind of as big of a rabbit hole as we talked about music, right? Mm -hmm. we can, this yeah. would be, we can do a show every month and never finish, right? Yeah, we, we scratched the surface of music about this time last year when we had... Uh, a show on uh, jazz history and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a never there's just, I, I've even learned a lot more in the last few months about some things on that but uh, this art is, uh, is going to be one of those things we're going to delve into it today a little bit but there is uh, so much culture on this uh, trip down Jefferson Highway and art is a very important part of it. Awesome. I love that. I love this. And um, wow. we, we have Arlene Gould, who is also on the board of directors for the Jefferson Highway, but it's also the executive director of the Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau. And Natchitoches is the oldest city in Louisiana. They've also hosted the annual conference for the Jefferson Highway. They have their own park for the Jefferson Highway. The, her hey. office is on the Jefferson Highway, I'm just saying. It is <laughs> one of so our cool. favorite places in the planet, like it is. Yeah. Jefferson Highway leads to Natchitoches and you need to go because there's meat pies 
There's oh, friendly so people. Cool. There's Cane River Lake. There's so it's much history. Just beautiful. Um, so just go check it's out Natchitoches.com, Natchitoches which is Natchitoches. So how we say it, no. how we spell it out are two different <laughs> things. It's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Did I get that right, Arlene? You got it. Well, awesome. it's good to hear your you voice. Get that right, Lisa. Yeah. How are you? I know, because she's been sponsoring the show for over a year and a half. That's yeah, right. I better get it right. That's right. Wow. You know it. It's, but it's welcome back. Um, oh, thank you. Well, it's, it's always it's, a pleasure to uh, talk about Jefferson Highway. It's one of those things that's near and dear to my heart for a long time. So getting to promote it and talk about it and trying to uh, get people to, to experience it uh, brings me great pleasure. Awesome. Well, I know that you have some uh, art definitely reigns supreme in, in Natchitoches too, not just music and um, food art, because I'm going to say culinary arts is a big deal. We have like a, a wonderful art gallery. It's a co-op gallery downtown, not far from your office. That it's is the Natchitoches Art Guild, yes. Yes. It's dangerous because you go in there, you want to start buying stuff immediately, <laughs> and it's beautiful. And you, you, we've seen okra art, okra pods art. We've seen <laughs> coffee art. Um, we've seen all kinds of things that you wouldn't normally expect. But I know today, and, and we're going to get to it in a little bit here, I want to introduce people on the show, but you're going to be talking about Clementine Hunter today, right? That is correct. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. A true and, folk artist and legend in her own right. So, yep, Clementine yep. Hunter. Cool. Can we touch on Carolyn Dorman just a tad, too? Because, like, her yeah. art is important, too. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. I have to. I love her. I do. She she is who, I mean, <laughs> the Kasachi National Forest, the only national forest in the state of Louisiana wow. wouldn't exist without her. And it's an important yep. thing. So I want to bring Sean Barney on the show. Sean is the executive director for the Five Civilized Tribes Museum in Muskogee. He's not far away from Roger. They're around the corner from each other, basically, because I know this because when we drove into Muskogee, we thought we were going into the city, and then we realized everything's pretty close by. Uh, so welcome to the show, Sean. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Hey, Good. you know, we're excited. I want people to know your website, fivetribes.org, and that's not the number fives. Just type it out, you know, fivetribes.org. Yeah, um, this is, we're going to talk about the building, but you guys, I just want to give a big shout out that you are honored as uh, True West Magazine, honored um, Top Western Museums of 2023, and your um, museum is listed in there, and that's a big deal. Uh, you're number four. Not not number You're nine number or four. ten. Number four. This is a big deal because it's not just it, art, it, right? It, this is museum as a whole. Yeah, it's history, culture, and art. Uh, the cool thing is, is that we beat the Oklahoma uh, Cowboy Heritage Center, which were <laughs> always were tough rivals. So it was kind of cool. They're number. <laughs> I think they're number funny. nine. Oh, uh, but they, hey, they've got a million dollar budget, so it's, it's kind of nice that the uh, the underdog beat them. <laughs> Oh, that I love, and uh, you know what? I I was like amazed that um, Lubbock got in there. We go to Lubbock all the time, the National Her Ranching Heritage Center. Someone just talked to me like, "Why do you go to Lubbock all the time?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Buddy Holly was there and stuff, you know. And we know really cool cats because we travel the country and hang out with animals. But 
like yeah. I see Lubbock. Lubbock was like riling you there a little bit there. So, huh? We're gonna have to see what's going on. We're gonna have to come see your museum, obviously, right? That's a thing. Correct. We must do it. Yeah. So it it's you're like you're saying it's not just art, um, but you do have art exhibits. Um, are these from the different tribes in your vicinity for people? Because the five okay. tribes, I want I want people to understand, and also for them to understand five civilized tribes. That's a that's a interesting term. It is, uh, and that term actually was coined by George Washington, and it wow. was uh, during European contact. Those five tribes in southeast United States are what most emulated what the Europeans were used to. They had their own government. They had a religion. Uh, they weren't a nomadic people. They uh, didn't follow a food source. Uh, so that's what those those tribes actually, uh, for lack of a better word, got along with the colonists at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how they were coined civilized. Oh wow! Wow. And so, what are the five tribes? They are the Cherokee, the Chickasaw, oh. the Choctaw, mm -hmm. the Muscogee Creek, and the Seminole. There we so go. So that where we are recording right now, where we're in Cherokee land, stretch all the way to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> okay, but does that go? because of what happened in history or was that like how it was naturally i don't know how to explain that part you know what i mean was that where they were originally without people interfering That's where the, yeah the cherokee were up and they were in the northern part of that area that the tribes were in if you go for the cherokee are actually a branch off of uh the iroquois but if you you yeah. don't get iroquois until you get up to around the new york area yeah, yeah. so they're the ones that actually went south <laughs> and so then and then further south from that is the seminoles and then yeah. as you start working your way west that's where you're going to run into the the choctaw the chickasaw and then the, the muscogee creek does your museum help people understand like this is the difference between what happened with Native Americans in regards to reservations and then the free because there's like I know some Paiute tribes um, were free. They they said, I'm not going. I'm I'm you know. I'm going free. Okay, and um, that is, we do do that. Uh, the way that we've got the museum split up is on our first floor, which is mostly our history and culture area, there's one room that is the, the map room or the removal room, and it shows what the trail of tears each tribe took. Each tribe mm -hmm. had a different way that they ended up in Oklahoma. Uh, for example, the Seminoles never signed the Indian Removal Act of 1830, but they came across through the Gulf of Mexico and then up the Mississippi River to get to Oklahoma. Um, so, you know, that's their own, their own, that's their own trail, their own story. But um, so that's the, that's the first area. And then we, we, you know, we gear it towards our audience. So we're definitely not going to talk about death and destruction with second graders, but, uh, you know, so each try mm. each visitor gets that unique experience about what, had happened, uh, and there were several removals. It wasn't just one removal. Uh, the yeah. first removals were actually voluntary. Uh, if you sold your land to the government, um, you got a larger parcel of land when you got to Oklahoma, and you got to bring your your uh, your livestock, your household items, your slaves, your anything that you had, you could bring with you. On the forced removal, you basically brought what you could carry. 
And so, mm-hmm. and it was all based on a horse. You know, if the when the horse gave out, that's when you stopped and camped. If the horse kept going, you kept going. So, hmm. uh, then our next room is what we call the tribal room. In the tribal room, each of the five tribes maintains their own case within that. So, if it's something that's either art or history or culture or religion or, or politics, hmm. that's what they choose to put in that. If we leave that up for the whole year, it gets swapped out every January. Then across from that, we've got what we call the artifact room. And the artifact room has uh, exhibits that change out regularly. Uh, Right now, we have one that's based on the Code Talkers. Uh, The last Choctaw Code Talker passed away in 2017. Mm -hmm. Now, the odd thing is, is that's been up for about three years. We're right next door to the VA hospital. And so that's a very popular exhibit for us. So until we're told to take it down, we're going to keep it up. But then we also have an exhibit on stickball. We have an exhibit on the McGirt decision, which is something that changes daily, it seems like, around here. But it's just kind of the overview of it because we have people coming in, you know, do you still own your land? Do you not own your land? Uh, Mm -hmm. If I kill you, what happens? If you kill an Indian on your own land, but you're not. That kind of thing. All kinds of weird things. God, I thought well, I was then, weird before we started recording this interview. Like, no, apparently I'm not as bad. Hello. But no, no, I mean, just <laughs> quite, no, because I think this is an important thing of being able to have a conversation. And I think sometimes people don't think you can do that in a museum. You know, it's like. Well, I think stuffy. one thing, Alicia, yeah. too, is we've talked a little bit about this in the past. The Jefferson Highway has so many different cultural elements that. Uh, some of the other historic highways, but in this area, if you want to come in this area, spend a few days and just delve into the native culture, mm-hmm. you can spend a lot of time here going to museums such as Sean's. Uh, there's the Choctaw Cultural Center on the route, mm-hmm. not very far away is Cherokee uh, uh, a museum and their headquarters not very far away is uh, in the uh, Muskogee mm-hmm. nation and my my uh, wife and my children are uh, Muskogee Creek so you know it's it's mm. just part of the culture here and it's you know Muskogee is a, a very historical place as far as western history uh and that's another reason that, you know, that we got so much interest from True West and all of it, because so much Western history happened right around us. Mm. And yeah. uh, as you can see. Yeah, it's not just about it's, cowboys anymore. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, but, I, want, I, want to bring, mm. I want to bring our next guest, Victoria Chick, on. And she's a contemporary figurative artist, art historian, art educator. Um, she's working on uh, creating a Southwest um, museum, a fine art museum and education center in Southwest uh, New Mexico, where she is based out of in Silver City area. And, you know, it's, I, I was kind of now I've, I've got to this point where I think the Midwest is part is like the vein of the Southwest is kind of weird, you know, because the way we <clears throat> travel full time and, um, and Victoria, it's she, she's been on our show for years. I mean, literally years mm-hmm. since we started the show and I, and we've known her even when we were a print magazine. Um, and the thing with Victoria is not only is she an amazing artist and she makes people think with her art going, what was she thinking when she painted that? And then she'll go, Oh yeah, well look at this. And I'm going to show you this and they're going to go, Ooh, but um, she has movement in her art that I think is very important um, movement. 
um, she sees the finer details of things and sees that in other artists. And she grew up, and I said this before we started recording, I know it sounds weird, but she grew up on the Jefferson Highway and um, okay. and studied on the Jefferson Highway. She understands the art of the Midwest. And as we started traveling to the Midwest, because she used to come on shows and start talking about the Midwest. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we went to the Midwest and I went, oh, my God. We did mm-hmm. winter in the Midwest. We need to talk about light versus we like lighting in the winter versus New Mexico. We need to do this whole new thing. And I'm so happy to have you on the show, Victoria. How are you? Oh, thank you, Lisa. I am I'm happy to be there. I'm really happy to listen to everybody's stories. Uh, well, and you're right. Even even though I live in New Mexico now, which I which I love, um, I am I'm rooted in the in the Midwest. So uh, yes. when you talk about when you talk about Oklahoma even, or even Arkansas a little bit, uh, Missouri and uh, uh, New, oh, she's, uh, it's Missouri, up, not Missouri. Minnesota, Missouri. To Minnesota, yeah, <laughs> uh, to Minnesota. I, I'm right with you. <laughs> well, yeah. and then you've got a cookbook from Natchitoches, Louisiana. So you know, I do, that. I do, and I and they'll have to have to you know tie my tie me up to get it away from me. So. I know. As soon as we started covering Natchitoches, she said, I have a cookbook. <laughs> well, that cookbook that she has is a treasure. We were talking about it today, and it really is one of the rare ones, you know, so that's a good one. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you better cool. hold on. Victoria knows it. how to collect things. Let me tell no, you, she collects, early, she collects early 19th and 20th century art, and that's what's led her to now open this museum and get people behind her to do this she understands how that um really helps a community and i think that's an important thing um i i do want to get into the artists on the highway so victoria okay. i'm going to go to you because uh we talked about this you you did a whole article on eric bransby and we talked to liberty mm-hmm. missouri the city council Hey, thank you, City of uh, Liberty, Missouri. Man, they answered back. They sent me photos of the murals of Eric Bransby. And I I was like, wow, they were so fast. I'm like, thank goodness, because we were on deadline. And um, it it seems like there's a lot of art on the highway. And so what when, when you think about the Jefferson Highway coming from Winnipeg to New Orleans, I mean, that's going to be kind of overwhelming thinking about the artists there. But Thomas Hart Benton, I think, would be one of the first people you would think of. Well, he he was. He is the first person I think of. Um, and and there's I I, I says, since we've been talking about the Jefferson Highway, I've gone back and and researched a little bit. And and Joplin Joplin is full of murals. Mm. Thomas Hart Benton, of course, of course, his murals in in these the city hall and then and his his nephew i believe has one uh in in the same building mm-hmm. so those oh. are the two of that was that I, when we talked before those were the two people we concentrate on um but their joplin has any number of murals outside of of buildings and so those are those are probably the things that most people see they you know at the gateway to the town coming from the north there's a wonderful wonderful mural um, I don't know the people that did it, but they did it. Hmm. And then there's one on, on just on the Route 66 called the American Ribbon. Um, hmm. that 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 is, well, it says welcome to welcome to Joplin or welcome to Missouri. Uh, 
several of your murals deal with Route 66. I don't, I haven't seen one um, that says Jefferson Highway, but there should be one. We, <laughs> we share the route right in there. So Route 66 and the Jeff Jefferson's older, but they use most of okay. the Jefferson routing in this area. And uh, you, you mentioned the Visitor Center. Those are friends of ours. They are members of Jefferson Highway Association. And uh, we've oh, actually we've good. actually had a bus tour that stopped and got to see those in our, in our past. So, cool. oh, that's awesome! Uh, and and so, Victoria, give it where give everybody your history of the highway of your life, because I keep saying you know she was raised on the highway. <laughs> well, that sounds it sounds like she was in Moses in a little basket <laughs> yeah, floating down the highway. I, I, I was I was born in Minnesota, and I lived mm. uh, pretty close pretty close to what was the Jefferson Highway. I lived in, in a community called Little Canada, which was outside of St. Paul. Oh, uh, wow. I, until I was about 13. And then my folks moved to uh, Missouri, and I, I, I lived in Liberty. Uh, and Liberty was a historic town at that time. Um, a lot of uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Jesse James and um, yeah, the cool. bank robbery and all that kind of stuff. So... So um, when I, well, then I went to the University of Missouri at Kansas City, and Derek Bransby was my teacher there. Uh, he he lived in at that area and taught for twenty years at at the university. And during that time, he made all kinds of murals. He he did the ones in Liberty. He did ones mm -hmm. in Parkville, which I think was just pretty close to Jefferson Highway too. Mm -hmm. um, he, at Park College, and he did murals for I think four other colleges um, in that area. Wow. So he was he was really active. Cool. And That's you gave you cool. gave you gave Nancy and I hell for when we were in Overland Park, which is on the Jefferson Highway, and saying you should have gone <laughs> yeah. here, 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 and here. And we're like, oopsie. Um, yeah. And so now, and then we went through. We went by Liberty, Missouri, and she was like. You went by, you didn't stop. And and so, like, from now on, we will never leave uh, well, Victoria out of that text mail chain of when Nancy and I traveled the highway. Um, yeah, because... I, think, I think you I think you probably shamed the people in, in, in Liberty into probably putting a sign up uh, this year. But I have something I, to look at. I, I just think it's great. I mean, is is Liberty, Missouri, is that directly on the highway, Roger? It is uh, part of a route that was done mm -hmm. over to Excelsior Springs and around that way. It's northern okay. Missouri is one of the most confusing parts of the route because there was a lot of different <laughs> options in this area uh -huh. and towns fought over it. Yeah. It's a long-winded yeah. story we're not going to get into in this show, but we did <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we did a uh, a rally uh during COVID actually in uh, 2021 up there and we stayed in Excelsior Springs and we got oh. to go on the square in Liberty and we got to go to the the museum there where the bank robbery was and they have an awesome there's a lady in there that's I guess you know that's been a couple of years she was 90 something she gave us a tour oh, yeah. of all tours in that drugstore museum oh. there on the square wow. so, yeah it's uh yep. It's a really good place to go, and there's a lot of, lot to see up in that area, and every town has a story up there, and uh, wow, that's yeah, cool. it's really good. 
Well, way yeah, it cool. is confusing try, trying to get through that, you know, because it's, the highway is. is not one highway. It's you just to have D. to kind of pick one. And, and I think it makes it kind of fun because I do. I always I do so. a different one when I come back. You know, so I'm always discovering. Yeah, do you want the one and, way up? And, uh, and we've done down. the Arkansas side that's not supposed to be, but we do it anyway. Not far it. from there is our community of the year in Plattsburgh, Missouri. And they have they have uh, had their whole town down. and that whole county. They're working on a signage in Jefferson Highway. Yes. It's really, they're really, uh, they even had a, they even had a, uh, a float, the Jefferson Highway float in their parade this year. So cool. That's awesome. It's, oh, uh, it's growing up that area. Well, I want to go to Arlene. I want to go to Arlene in uh, Natchitoches, Louisiana. Natchitoches is part of the Cane River National Heritage Area and also has one of our newest national park units, which is the Cane River Creole National Historical Park. And that's how we first met Arlene back mm -hmm. in 2013, I think it was Arlene. 2000, yeah, 13. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. I feel like I've known. I feel like I. We've known you since I was born. Seriously, that's how I feel. But you know, Arlene is, Arlene, um, and Natchitoches. You know, you go to Natchitoches and people smile at you and say hi. It's a big deal. Um, honestly, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's really nice to be in a place no, where people a, are friendly. It's a, it's a very friendly, friendly city. Yeah. And it, it's you not can a tell city. the difference. Well, well I know it's the oldest city. It's the oldest city. <laughs> yeah, Southern hospitality. That's true. Yeah. And authentic. Until they say, you know, she's so special. Uh, <laughs> then you know you're in trouble. But um, no, really, uh, Arlene, Arlene um, one of the, the, you know, we went to Cane River Creole National Historical Park and Mulrose Plantation. And mm -hmm. so, it, you know, when we go to these plantations, it's it's tense history, right? This is um, hard history yeah. for a lot to uh, follow, but also important to to connect with. Um, and I think our park services, you know, whether it's a national park service, a state, all of that, um, really do a good way of interpreting. Here's the truth, you know. And Melrose Plantation, uh, you know. Melrose, it's it's beautiful, yeah. and and then you you get into this crazy story. I mean, the the family history. <laughs> so you you can't right. just go into right into Clementine Hunter without explaining Melrose Plantation Melrose just a little Plantation. bit. How do you do I'm that? And like, well, yeah, good luck. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melrose Plantation was founded by uh, the Matuaya family. And Marie mm. Therese Quanquan was the matriarch. She was actually um, born and raised in the household of St. Denis, the founder of Natchitoches, and the commandant at the post, you know, at Fort St. John Baptiste. So I used to always say she was privy to see how trading was done because that's what he did. He came to Natchitoches and established a trading post. And so she witnessed him trading with the Indians and to the Spanish and to the West. And as she became a young adult, she had 15 children, <laughs> five mm, with an Indian slave. And then she had 10 children with Claude Thomas Pierre Matoire, a white wow. Frenchman who came here. And uh, they had 10 children together. And um, that's how they actually, you know, acquired Melrose Plantation. 
she eventually had been given her freedom, as did most of her children, and they acquired uh, land grants. And in order to acquire the land grants, they needed labor to cultivate the land. So, yeah, it's a strange story, but yep, they were born into slavery, but became free people of color and also became the wealthiest free people of color in America in the early 1800s. Her third son, Louis McGuire, actually built um, Melrose. And uh, she lived in Yucca House, which was built in the late 1700s on the, on the grounds of Melrose. It was originally called Yucca Plantation. And then when Miss Cammy Henry acquired it in the late 1800s, they renamed it um, Melrose Plantation. But along came Clementine uh, Hunter. She was not a slave. She worked in the fields picking cotton, and she was a domestic worker at Melrose in the early, you know, 1930s, 1940s. And Miss um, Cammy had lost her husband. She was raising seven children, uh, mistress of the plantation. So she couldn't travel, but she invited artists and writers to come and stay with her on her plantation and work and paint and do their thing, quilting, what have you. So um, Clementine picked up paint left over from one of the artists and started painting um, scenes of what she knew. And that was growing up, you know, on the plantation, you know, whether it was wash day or uh, picking cotton, those kinds of scenes. And yeah. I mean, she, like I said, she self-taught and her works of art have been displayed in the Louvre in Paris. Mm. <laughs> um, she had many great, People that collected her art and still do. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was a big fan. Uh, Joan Rivers had actually come to Natchitoches yep. back in the 1980s and purchased some of her artworks. Um, she um, recently, in the last several years, I mean, she lived to be 101 years old. She died wow. in 1988. But she's had most recently a uh, one of the largest exhibits, art exhibits at the African American. Uh, Museum mm -hmm. of the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. And um, I, I had the pleasure of going there. They did a documentary and it was shown at the museum and her art, they said that her art display that was on display was one of the largest art exhibits they've ever had. And, you know, at one time, so many pieces of her art displayed at one time at the museum. So it was wow. special. And she was, you know, well, she, she was, she was something else. It's it's only cool. you know hashtag only Louisiana. Let me tell you, and and um, I do want to give a shout out to Carolyn Dorman because you know Carolyn Dorman was more of an educational person, and as Victoria knows, I have this thing <laughs> that other people know too that they do. I mean, if you're into nature, you, there's this art uh, yeah. art form of understanding botany and plant like plants well obviously yeah. botany but birds she was a right. naturalist we wouldn't yeah, have the, the national forest without carolyn dorman she she uh she is our uh, founder basically of the the only national forest that louisiana has which is kasachi and she did. Mm. She went out there and drew every native louisiana plant you can imagine oh. and recorded it and uh, has you know had published what several books you know about all those you know native plants and you know just you what, know, have so you, has anybody books. seen she the she movie where the too. quad 
where the crawdads sing like that's like almost like carolyn uh -huh, Bowman in a right, weird way that's right yeah. i was thinking of her when i watched that and because it's Absolutely. it's like someone who sits in and nancy understands this for her from her time and and doing what her work with joy Adamson in africa and and documenting there's an art form to Ooh. documenting where yes. you're still doing art but you're being able to do art to show someone something it, it's still art and it's still by documentarian you know and you know yeah. victoria we've talked about this on shows right about mm -hmm. avian artists right, and right. botany there's something so special about it and and i don't think i i do photography and everything but I, there's photography but there's something where an artist can fix what you didn't get in the photo especially back in the day right um yeah right, where an artist yeah. can sit and study and go oh no this is where it really is whereas a photographer has that one point in in historically it's it's, chem it's chemical in a way in that paintings are softer and um photographs if you really mess with them a lot, you can make them that way. But the colors are more stark, if I can use that word. Um, when you're painting and you're trying to match exactly what you see, where a camera just records what it, it's, it's a mechanical item. It's not a human so what does the camera see versus what you see? Oh, my gosh. Are we going AI again? Uh, oh no, God. I'm just, <laughs> no, no, but it, it's true. Like, does the camera see exactly what you see? Mm. Sometimes it seems a, a lot more than what you saw because you're focusing on one thing, mm, right? Okay. And so it records all this other stuff. And then you're like, oh, gosh, no, I didn't want that. I have depth of field, blur that out, do this, do that. but. As an artist, you paint exactly, or you try to paint exactly what you want to paint. That always work out, right, Victoria? But <laughs> right, you, yeah, you, yeah. But you, yeah. you're, yeah, you're focusing on one yeah. thing and trying to do the best to do what you feel you're looking at, whereas the camera is mechanical. Hmm. And right. there's a big difference between human and mechanical. Big difference. You know, I you're this is interesting because one of the things we're talking about is offering tourists to come to our area through the museum, offering offering them an, our art experience and, and offering them to supplies and stuff to oh. to record their impressions of things and so they can cool. take those home. Photography is cool too, I think, you know, because the, yeah. because not everybody has time to spend doing, you know, building up a, a piece of art. Uh, so they need something to remember their trip, and, and photography yeah. really works for that. But uh, but it's not. It's nice to be able to to uh, like go to a special place like 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 you're talking about, and um, and and you're you're what you're doing is recording your impressions, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, detail. Well, you know, two people well, well, can I'm, stand I'm, I'm, at the I'm, same place, well, look yeah. at the same thing, and see something completely different. 
Well, I'm going back right, to right. Carolyn Dorman, Carolyn Dorman, who actually documented. So she's one of those who it it's it's not it, it's not like an emotional art form, though she obviously cared about the land and the nature and the birds and the bees and everything. She documented <laughs> it by trying to get the colors right, the the body specifications right. There's a yeah. there's an art form, especially with pencils, and I think they did a lot with pencils, watercolors more than painting because you i mean to do an oil painting of here's this species would not happen but they did like carolyn dorman really did this like she should be i i'm sorry but she should be far bigger than the the forest like she what she yeah. documented and how her art is so sorry i'm I, I arlene you know i i love this woman to death you know but because her art is, it, it was documenting the iris, the wild iris, when people didn't think they really had iris growing. Um, this is the elder pappy tree. The pappy tree is one of the biggest trees in Louisiana. Um, she documented and showed exactly what it was. And isn't that even how our national parks came about, where these artists that didn't do, and, and I'm not going against art as art, like no. abstract and all of that but they needed to be artistic and realistic at the same time to be able to show people what it is, which is exactly. also going to the same thing as murals on the Jefferson highway about telling the stories of the towns on the highway, like muralists would go in like Eric Brans uh, Bransby and, you know, Th Thomas Hart Benton would, Hey, I've got some swishy stuff around here, but here's the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this, yeah. this balance between, art and um realism that comes together with this kind of thing and i think it goes with the botany and the nature art and the murals in a weird way what do you think victoria she's like you oh going, i think i have to I'm, that's i'm mulling that over in my head you know <laughs> yeah because yeah. because you're right i mean i mean you've got people who are People pay for different reasons, and Brandy, right. of course, was trying to trying to please the, the town that wanted the mural, and they wanted the history of the area, yeah. and so he he had to do a lot of research, um, and and to please to please his client. Whereas uh, some people paid for themselves, and right. and other people then like it. So um, so I mm -hmm. they probably people have paid for themselves a little more freedom. To do what they you know to do what mm. they want to do, but it all comes. It's all important I, to to my opinion because I um, I like I like I like everybody. I like almost everybody's painting because I I uh, I I think that that people are painting from the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. even even when they're even mm -hmm. when they're like Bransby who are who have a client that they have to please too. I think they're they're, they're they get still... in, they get into the into the subject, mm -hmm. and uh, more more happens because of that. You know, they mm. they see things. Each person sees things differently. So you yeah. get you get um, a, a, you know if you look at pictures of the same area by different people, you know you know that they see it differently. And yeah. uh, and each 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 each. Um, presentation of what they see gives you something some other uh knowledge of of that area 
So, which um, is the beauty, yeah, like music. It, it's yeah, like yeah. When, you, when when you take a commission as an artist and you look at the person asking you to paint a specific subject uh-huh. or a specific amount, you can already just tell what kind of painting you need to do. As like for it, if it's wild and wonderful, okay, you can try an abstract, but probably not for <laughs> yeah, most I don't, people. I, yeah, I you think know? this is a little different because, though on the highway. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly, because you're doing a specific subject. It's a specific subject, and but, it's a community pride, it's right? Pride of but, the community, which is really huge. And I think I just want to go back to Carolyn Dorman with Arlene, and I want to go to Sean too. Uh, Arlene with. Carolyn Dorman, I mean, her work was actually instrumental of documenting species, right? Her art, that was my point yeah, about she this. Was a about botanist, the highway. But, you know, she, that was her main thing. She was a botanist. Now, she studied art in college, but that wasn't her main thing. She mm. just, like you said, she documented, she did documentary art, and, you know, of nature. And she was good at it. I mean, it was a. I mean, when I look at it, I I want to go sleep in that writer's camp, and you know that's a goal of mine. I'll when you come, remind me. I want to go stay in there, and I want to go hang out with the grandpappy tree. But Sean, I want to go back to you over with the Five Civilized Tribes Museum, getting everybody in Muskogee, Oklahoma, on the Jefferson Highway. Um, All this. I mean, we're talking about all kinds of forms of art, right? So when you look right. at your gallery and bringing art collections in, do you have, um, I mean, it, that's got to be a little interesting because it's it's different, right? It is, some people go, oh, it that's is. craft, right? And then it's like, yeah, it is. It's part of our life. Yeah, it, it's very unique because we only represent those five civilized tribes. Mm. You know, there's 39 tribes in Oklahoma, but we're only, oh. we only do those five tribes. But out of those five tribes, I mean, we we our private collection has uh, 274 artists in it, uh, you know, over four and a half million dollars worth of art in it, and so um, we have the largest Jerome Tiger collection there is, you know, and Jerome Tiger, who's, who happens to be on exhibit right now, uh, changed Indian art uh, in the 60s. If you wanted to buy Indian art, you were buying it either at a gas station or on the side of the road, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that to be crass, but that's just the way it was, yeah. and so uh, yeah. and typically Indian art was a short, pudgy person with long braided hair doing a task. Oh. And Jerome was like, you know, we my people were warriors. You know, we we were fighters. We were, you know, mm. we were fit. We weren't this is yeah. not how this is not the stereotype that we were. And Jerome literally changed Indian art with what he did. Uh, he was only a professional artist for five years. Uh, mm. Absolutely no training. He went to the Cleveland Institute for about a year and a half. Mm. Hated school. Dropped out mm. and became a you know, and it, it just beckons. If he was still alive, what would he be doing now? Kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah. um, we've got uh, thirty-seven master artists that we deem as masters. Uh, basically, once they become a master artist, uh, they're not allowed to enter any of our shows except for our master show. Um, And oddly enough, these are long-term established artists. Uh, You know, Joan Hill was one of them. Joan Hill has pieces hanging in Buckingham Palace. Uh, Virginia Stroud has pieces in the Smithsonian. Uh, Kelly Haney did the the Guardian on top of our state capitol. And so, you know, there's several people that got their start here 
that you know it's we've we've got mm. their original we've got their we've got their start wow. uh, we've just inducted last year uh, Roy Boney Jr uh as a new master artist this year we're inducting uh, Dylan Cavan as a, a Choctaw is a master artist so it's one of those mm. things that you have to keep perpetuating that art so that people can see that it's not what you thought it was Mm. Yes. I love this. And and can yeah. you give everybody a background on the building itself, the Union Agency building? Yeah, at, at, at the end of the Trail of Tears, when you got to, uh, to, to Oklahoma, each tribe had an area that they would go to to get their land allotments and their role assignments. And uh, for this area, it would have been uh, Boggy Creek. Uh, the problem was, uh, except for the, I'm sorry, the Choctaw and the Chickasaw had one one building that they went to, and everybody else had their own separate. Uh, the problem was when you got to your agent, your agent could be out hunting, he could be dead, he could be there, who knew where he was or what was going on. So they decided we're going to do one building for all tribes to come to to get that information. So that's why the building was built. It was originally, uh, it cost wow. $5,999 to build it back in 1875. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. So, um, they, used, they used it for about a year and a half. Uh, then they moved the offices, you know, then the railroad came through, statehood and everything. So they moved the offices down to, to this town of Muskogee. Uh, at that point, it became a uh, Creek Freedman School and Orphanage. Then in the 30s and 40s, uh, Alexander Posey's wife made it into a tea room and a dance hall upstairs, and it was called the Chateau. Uh, it underwent some odd transformations wow. because to make it look more Italian, the Chateau, less Indian. <laughs> there were some windows added, some porches taken away, some, some doors added. And then, uh, then because it was a federal property, it went next door to the VA hospital. They never used it at all. It went into really bad disrepair. They were actually going to level it. And then in 1955, uh, Senator Ed Edmondson took it from a federal property to a city property. And then the Dakota Indian Club, which is a group of women of uh, Native American descent, came in and said, that's the perfect building for, for a a museum, uh, they had to raise about $130,000 to bring it to what it is now. You know, we had things like electricity and indoor plumbing and an elevator that needed to be added. Um, and so Ooh, that's where wow. we are. And we've had actually raised money because we were going to move uh, the, the whole facility. But, you know, the buildings as important as the art and the stuff inside of it. Yeah. And so we, we actually decided not to move and stay in, in a very small building. And so, uh, but it beckons us to, to change out and to do things to be refreshed more often. Oh, than that's what amazing. Do. Yeah. What, yeah. Can you give everybody an idea of what's coming up for exhibits? I know you have re rotating exhibits and, you know, people tune in, uh, you know, whenever they want to. So they could be tuning in two months from now. So. Okay. Uh, for the month of August and September, uh, is Jerome Tiger. Uh, we do Jerome every August, wow. either July, August, or August and September, because that's the month that he died in. Jerome was so instrumental in getting this museum, the art into it, and getting people to participate in it. So is another native uh, Muskogee, Nettie Wheeler. But uh, for the most part, there we honor him by doing that. Uh, he He's a master of heritage for us. Uh, then in uh, October, we're doing a, 
a Halloween show. It's called Spooky Things. It's going to be uh, things that are hidden in art, uh, you know, because there's a lot mm-hmm. of myths and legends that the that natives use and they paint into mm-hmm. it. So we're going to actually kind of put that in it. And then uh, November will be our master show. And then in December we'll do, uh, it's called Winter Wonderland. And it's going to be everything that's uh, from our private collection that is based on winter, snow, all the fun things that we love in Oklahoma. And Do you have snow in, in Oklahoma? I'm just asking you like a really no, stupid come person. On. We have I'm, just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But this is amazing. I, I really... Every I, March I, we... Go ahead. Every March we do a student show. Uh, uh, that happens to be my favorite show. Uh, and I, I mean, we give, I give out cold, hard cash for the the people that participate in it. Um, and it's, you know, it's five tribes, students, uh, seventh through 12th grade. And then we roll into, uh, April into our art under the oak show. And then whatever, we do our calendar every October. So in October, we'll know what all shows will be for next year. And then in January, the first two weeks were closed. So during that close time is when we pull out. Uh, that's when the tribes come in and update their their displays, and that's where we come in and uh, change out our stuff in the uh, artifact room. Wow, hmm. I I've got to go. I, I'm I'm like I'm I am like Roger. We shouldn't have had lunch. We should have just gone to the museum. I, though we needed lunch, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like I really we we need to go back, and we will. Because we'll be going, well, we will. We're, we're going to be crossing the country again real soon. So we'll be coming to see you because I think well, this museum like, sounds amazing. Like I said, you know, this is this is a great part of just staying in this area for two or three days and taking on all the mm-hmm. culture here. Uh, is yeah, just we were Indian capital of the part. world. Yeah, it was really? going to be one time was called mm-hmm. the Indian capital of the world. Wow, I had no idea and, about the first. Uh, the first Native University was it was here, mm. Bacon College. Right, uh, it's called Bacon Indian College. University it, then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And oddly enough, since we're talk, talking about art, uh, they had a yeah. tremendous, tremendous oh, yeah. art yes. program there. Yeah. Uh, Dick West, Cecil Dick, uh, AC mm-hmm. Blue Eagle, AC Blue Eagle uh, were all mm-hmm. teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, they actually have a style of art called Baconians, the Baconian right. style. It's flat art, and it's something that was came from Muskogee, Oklahoma. And mm, it, really? it's, it's phenomenal when you look at it because it's it's the subject matter but it doesn't there's no there's no background. Mm-hmm. It, it's a white field behind or a, a colored field. It's a plain field behind them. So you see the subject matter that they were that they were doing. Yeah. So. Is it similar no, to I've Japanese? got a quick is question it, is, for you. Is it similar to Japanese art? Like just trying to uh, Kind of, yeah. it, it, could, it could be, yeah. I'm just uh, trying to get it. Not, an not, idea. As, not as reverent as J- Japanese art, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Roger. Sorry. You have a outside the, the building there, there is a uh, a uh, stone in the ground that says Muskogee. There it. is. It's, uh, and uh, his, you know, the historian in me, the background I've always told is that was meant to be in the Washington Monument. And never made You're it. You're correct. It was uh, huh. when, when, when at the time Oklahoma was before statehood. Oklahoma was supposed to be two different states. You were going to have Sequoia Nation or Indian yeah. Territory in Oklahoma. And so, mm-hmm. if 
Sequoia Nation would have been a state. Muskogee would have been the capital. The first uh, governor's mansion would have been... Oh, wow. And, I mean, you know, four blocks. Right. Or, well, a little bit more than four blocks. But it would have been here. And so that would have been the stone that we would have put into the Washington Monument. At that time, there's two states that did not have a stone. It was Oklahoma and Arizona. Uh, Arizona mm-hmm. put a piece of petrified wood in. Uh, I, I don't know mm-hmm. where what memo they got, but they did wood instead of stone. <laughs> and we didn't. Well, it is uh, kind of. Uh, the irony stone. about the stone, though, is the stone has been made into a bench. And uh, the funny thing about it is Muskogee on the stone is mm-hmm. misspelled. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's one reason why we couldn't send it. The other well, was because we weren't a state. And then in 1932, the Washington Monument added the elevator in. They went under a huge uh, renovation. And at that point, we did put a stone in, but it came from Oklahoma City because we were now Oklahoma. And so uh, they actually sent an invitation to Muskogee by by air to participate in it. And the stone, the the invitation is the top of the bench, and it is a Mm -hmm. stone invitation. And it, oh, wow. it, it went My to the, uh, the Lions Club, and then when the Lions Club closed down, they brought it over to us. Oh my yeah. gosh! I, okay. I gave well, a mystery. Listen. I gave a mystery. That's to her. a good story. Oh, well, I, I'm going to go back to Arlene because she's going okay. back east. She's going back east because Louisiana is back in the Macy's parade this year again, right? I'm just going to say, <laughs> if we're going to represent, we got to represent. You know. We are. Louisiana's going to have a float again this year in the Macy's Parade and again in Los Angeles for the Rose Parade come January 1st, 2024. Hey, listen, wow. I just want to say, we'll you guys have, you had mm-hmm. Lainey, Lainey on the, at the Rose Parade and man, she's, she's kicking some butt, like, music-wise. Yeah, Lainey Wilson was on the float and then the awesome. year before that, John Baptiste was on the float in um in the Macy's yeah. parade. He's he just got a new he album out. Yeah. Talk about good music, huh? But um yeah, I'm actually um Lady Lady's Lady's not gonna have to talk. She's doing great. She's a Louisiana girl. <laughs> well, she's not far from you, really. I was looking up her, you know, landscape of where she's from. It's not far from well very n- right in northeast Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, not far from you, and and I I think even you know uh, John Baptiste, like he I was looking, he's got a new album out now, and in different colors of vinyl, according to where you are. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. cool, you know. But anyway, yeah. I'm just got I got we're talking about art. I got to give a shout out to music, you know. Um, funny story about Lainey, real quick. She played here in Natchitoches during the Christmas festival way back really? when. If you can imagine that, yep, she played on the stage at a couple of our Christmas festival shows. You know how we always have live entertainment on the stage before we do the fireworks. So we laugh about that. Yeah, we do her win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lainey, but she's got a good head on her shoulders. And music, when we talk about artists, music is part of it. And, you know, you go through Natchitoches. And I know everybody knows about Dr. John and New Orleans and everything, but you go to Natchitoches, if you get in the car with Arlene, she'll show you all the rundown juke joints where uh, Fast Domino used to play. That's right. That's right. right? Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash used to go fishing, right? 
John and Josh used to go fishing right here on Cane River. Him and Johnny Horton had a, a bait company where they used to make uh, fishing baits. So, See, uh, you know me, so I always cool. have a story about something somewhere, about somebody or something. That's right. Arlene knows. Arlene knows. We love Arlene. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to come back and see you. We'll be back in Natchitoches. We're going to come out for the Christmas festival after all yeah. these years of talking about it. We get to actually yeah. experience it. Well, it was it's a pleasure been... tonight to, to talk to, uh, to all your guests about their, their art and what they're working on. And it's just amazing, you know, that we can share these stories about the Jefferson Highway and <laughs> Some of the things to see and do along the way. So, hope, hope, <laughs> thank hope you for you joining know. us. Yeah, thank you. I, I, uh, just, I, I just want to say something because before anybody hangs up, because all this talking to you guys has been really wonderful, and I re it's brought back a memory to me of when I was five years old, living in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. My my father packed all of us in the in his Hudson and and we and we drove and we drove to New Orleans. Oh, and I, wow. I, I I have no recollection of of what roads we travel on, but at that time I'm sure that part of our trip at least was on the Jefferson Highway. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember to be. I I mean I went I went to I went to plantations. I went when I was when we got to Louisiana, we saw other things. I mean, it was it was it was a fabulous trip. Awesome. <laughs> and um and and I've just relived it, you know, talking to you. So <laughs> thank that's so thank cool. you. That's awesome. That's, way that's cool. awesome. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, the Jefferson Highway's been going since 1915. Not that Victoria has been going since that time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. But 1915, right, Roger? 1915, Bill Meredith started it. Am I getting it right? Nope. Yes, you yeah, are. Except Edwin Meredith. Yes, sir. Edwin. Edwin. Oh, sorry. Edwin. Sorry. I just mm -hmm. let me get it. Hey, old I, I gave roads him are the name. best roads. I, I, I want to thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Sean, for joining us from the Five Civilized Tribes Museum in Muskogee. Again, the website is fivetribes.org. Please type out the number five, fivetribes.org. Uh, go there. We're going to go for sure. Uh, thank you, Sean, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure and we want to come for sure. We're going to come see you. Got to. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you. And and truly, fun. we do we do end up at places. Look what happened. Yeah, we we went to Honey Springs at the battlefield in Oklahoma after a show. All of a sudden, we just did uh -huh. it. Right, Roger? We went yellow yes. we did it was cool and then we went to ufala we went to the lakes we went uh, i mean it's the 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 experience you have on the jefferson highway all i can say is it is going what what it it's different all the way down so if you want a yep. really good road trip this is a good road trip so yeah, uh, everyone keep up with Natchitoches, Louisiana, go to Natchitoches.com, which is N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com, like Disney, whatever. It sounds like the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> they have their own ways of pronouncing things, which we love. And when you go there, you're going to love it even more because they have the best meat pies on the planet. And they've got mm -hmm. good music, good people, and it is fun. And it's we want to thank Victoria coming on the show. Victoria, thank you. It's been cool. 
Jefferson yeah, Highway, I appreciate baby. Being asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like you were I like the Moses cuddled. Like you should be in that little basket. And you were just so, traveled down the highway yeah, as a kid. In Victoria, is it Missouri or Missouri? You said Missouri. It's Missouri. Missouri. Oh, okay. Yes. And I've got a, I've got a question. I've got a question for Tim. When I when I was in southern Missouri and um and, and northern Arkansas, and um people said Chickasha. And I, is that just an ignorant way of pronouncing? Um, there's there's a actually there's a town called Chickasha, but it's the Chickasaw tribe. Okay, and they're spelled okay, well, completely different. Okay, I'm I'm glad to know that. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm glad to know that too because I've driven through too. Yeah, Chickasha, huh. Chickasha, Chickasha. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, that's a good. That's a good learning. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I appreciate me knowing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. No, wow. very okay. cool. No, but that's the thing. You know, and that's the thing about traveling the highway, and I think Roger will echo this, is road tripping is a fun way of learning history. And if your kids are not mm -hmm. into it, and listen, travel will... I just did a yeah. panel discussion on artificial intelligence. So oh, we talked about the younger generation and how they understand it more than probably everybody on the panel today. Not saying anything, you know, not not <laughs> yeah. aging anyone. But do we all know about um, critical decision and critical thinking and decision making? Mm -hmm. And travel will do that for people. Um, if you travel, you have to make a decision. Do you take this exit or not? You need to get on it. Um, so I'm, I'm bringing that back to the Jefferson Highway with your family or loved ones or doing a solo trip. You're going to have so many multiple amazing experiences from food to art to history. Um, I would say, Roger, this is a good way for people to kind of reconnect, right? Those generational gaps and kind of get back into you know what i mean it's like come on we can we can I've, unite on the generational I, i've stuff. said this before you know i took my son on a trip on jefferson highway and he wasn't the most excited to go on it <laughs> and why are we going here dad but uh, he was 17 at the time but yeah he yeah. Uh, he he uh he got through and said, Dad, that was one of the best trips we ever had. You know, you, the yeah. thing on it is for him is it was it's an adventure. If you look at it the way uh, I travel, it's an adventure every day. You, you learn there's something to discover. There's things mm -hmm. that you know you're going to go to and you plan. But if you take the time and you get off the, the four-lane mm -hmm. uh, roads and you go on these yep. trips and you stop at these diners and you stop at these stores uh in these small towns and you spend time in these community museums that you know instead of just going into the mega places that there are you will be surprised at how much fun you will have and how much absolutely. adventure you will get and absolutely and so that's the way i look at it so yes and yeah. that's part that's part of what we are as we as you travel through this is we are a portal of that all the way up and down. No, and that's so true because, I mean, as Lisa and I have been traveling the country for a few years now, 
the best places are the small places, big cities. Yeah, you you can find great things in big cities. Absolutely. But if you really want to get. okay, I would normally say down and dirty, but that's probably the wrong word. (laughs) Just get on with it. Get it. (laughs) Arlene's laughing. I can hear you. Um, If you want to really understand what really happened. You go to small town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, and uh, cities have it, but it's in, by neighborhood. That's what we've yeah. learned too. It's by neighborhood. Yeah, I agree with right? that. Another really cool thing is that a lot of the tribes that were in the Southeast United States, when they came to Oklahoma, they brought their town names with them. Mm-hmm. So there's you fall out. Yeah. Alabama, there's Uvalde, yeah. Oklahoma, there's Wewoka, uh, Georgia, there's Wewoka, Oklahoma. So that's another kind of cool thing is to see what they brought with them from where they came from. Oh, that's really important, Sean, because I also think that it's very difficult for folks to understand where to even begin the Native American history adventure. Like I say, adventure in a way of um, wanting to learn. And scared to say the right thing. I mean, even before we were talking on the show and recorded, I was like, I have this story and I can't do it right. Um, And it's no, I I don't think a lot of people mean the wrong thing and could say the wrong thing and the right thing, the wrong thing. I think people just don't know what to do sometimes. And when you go to a museum, it kind of puts things in a little bit of a perspective for you versus and and like if you go to a battlefield when we went to honey springs like god my head just like my heart i i, I it's it, my heart my heart like it's it's like you know natchitoches did it too natchitoches has um in natchitoches louisiana they have the cane river creole national historical park mm-hmm. it, it was um established uh, uh i was gonna say in, in november 20th i think it was about 10 years ago it was new when we got there but Melrose plant, there's a Melrose part. There's Oakland plantation, Melrose plantation. Oh, God, Magnolia, not Melrose, Magnolia. And you go to Magnolia and there's some crazy stuff there. And there is the slave cabins that were the mm-hmm. oldest brick slave cabins in this country that were still there. That doesn't mean it's the oldest. It's just has been preserved. The ones so there, there. Your body is like, oh, God damn, did this really happen? You know, it did. Yeah, and people it, need it, to experience for, this. Yeah, and it's important to keep a balance of it, too. I mean, we don't want it to be yeah. all yes. doom and gloom. And, you know, right. it's it's like, okay, yes, this happened. Now let's go look at art, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, so, and I think that's know, there's, there's the interpretation. A is, to it. Yeah, the interpretation, how you do it is so important to understand because we, and, like, and with Native... Yes, Native American side. I don't think we really always understand how to do we say Native American, indigenous people, what do we say or do? And I think when you go to a museum and you can actually communicate with a docent and connect with the exhibits, you may understand a little bit more. What do you think? Absolutely. That sounds like a, yeah, that sounds like a And you also learned that, you know, that, what their views on it are, it's not that far from what we already think we we know, uh, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. You know, because if you ask them, it's like, 
I don't care if you call me Indian, if you call me, you know, Native American, American Indian, you know, or hey, mm. you, you know, just as long as you get my <laughs> attention. <laughs> well, if you if you're coming from a place of interest and kindness, you'll be fine. Yeah, I agree yeah. with what Nancy said. Yeah. 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 That's always the thing. Is, you can yeah. make you can make mistakes on pronunciation, you can make mistakes on dates, years, and what she's just covering sure. me right there. She was just or, covering my tracks. Thank you. No, Nancy. not true. Whatever's <laughs> true or not true in history, because we really weren't there back then. So we really don't know. We just know what was written. So, history was written by the winners. Yeah, see, so you, oh. you really did. I didn't say it. He did it. Yeah, that he was really, that was one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. That is one I of know, the best but, things um, I've ever I'm heard. I'm right there. Other so, than musicians and artists, right? Musicians, artists, I always but thought were the. From, but they're coming oh. from the heart and soul. Oh, of what you just, they ooh. see and how they interpret it. Whereas people who, oh boy, I so get in no, trouble. Nancy, yeah, you don't get us in trouble. Well, no, if you're no. writing history and you want it to be the way, the way you think it. Yeah, he just said history. He just said it. History is written exactly. by Exactly. But musicians, that's why the arts are so important. Exactly. The arts. When we talk about the arts on the trail, this is like, we, we, we've got to, you know, close this up here. The arts on, okay. you know, I say the trail. I, I always think a highway and everything is a trail because people tra travel down there, you know. Um, the historic Jefferson Highway is a highway. Then I think people were traveling pretty much before it became the highway, the Jefferson Highway. Well, it was a trail. They already knew there was First. a trail. Um, Roger can close me down on all that, I know. But I think it's it's important that we look at, hey, you know, this was a highway. People did this. And the arts and the music, people use murals. We've done this mm -hmm. on so many shows with Victoria. Murals tell the stories of town. Roger, you know that town that we were talking about before, and I still can't get it right. Strawberry. It's not strawberry. It's that. It's Missouri. It's Missouri. Stanberry, Missouri. Thank you. One Stanberry, yeah. mural. That's it. That's your one mural. And that's all you need to know about the town. The train came in and they have a center park and there's really not much around it. I don't know what's going on in the town, but there's a really cool artist just down the road that does all kinds of weird stuff that you can mm -hmm, see. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. I mean, yeah. I think it's cool. Metal art. But mm -hmm. if you didn't mm -hmm. have that mural, you would not know anything about that town. Nothing. We're, we're getting it. We're starting to see a lot more interest in murals on our highway. We, we've got a few that are specific. And we've, I've had two communities in the last month tell me, Roger, we want to do a mural. Where can we find an yeah. artist? So cool. if you're a mural That's artist out there and you uh, want to do a Jefferson Highway one. Uh, I want uh, to. I'll do it. Contact <laughs> us at info at jeffersonhighway.org. We'll, yeah, okay. this is cool because the highway. I'll do it. it. The murals, the murals are really a big deal because it's like a greeting to a town. If you drive yeah. through late at night or like things are closed or you're early morning or you're just there for five minutes, if you look at a mural, at times it can give you the history and the and the mm -hmm. feeling of the town when it's done right. 
And I think it's a beautiful and, you know, thing. But you know, it, it it shows you that the town cares. Yeah, uh, exactly. That, that's that's the it's thing welcoming. It's so they may welcoming. not have a lot. Yeah. It's it welcoming. Shows pride into me, you know, that they have exactly. this crowd or something. It's like mm-hmm. Natchitoches has flower baskets down the street, or, yeah, right? Yeah. They, On yeah. Front Street, you, you sense you their pride. As soon as you hit Front Street, you know this town is pride, and but and it's all have, welcoming. And they have a brick street that they fought for. They have a brick street. The women stood up and said, "Well, yeah. they held hands and said." We're keeping our bricks. You're not taking our bricks away, right, Arlene? You know, ladies, I'm gonna have to get off. Her. I know. We're gonna go. The women sat down and said, "We're not doing it." All right, everyone, we gotta go. We okay. always get overtime on these shows. It's Sorry. terrible, but um, we gotta go. But thank you all for listening to Big Blend Radio's Jefferson Highway Show. We thank you. We all are out of time. I mean, we've been naughty, naughty, naughty. Um, everyone, keep up with the Jefferson Highway. Go to jeffersonhighway.org. Um, please become a member, whether you are a traveler or a destination. Check it out. It's really, it makes sense. Um, also, when it comes to Natchitoches, go to Natchitoches.com. Everything will be linked in the show notes when it comes to pronouncing that. Uh, VictoriaChick.com. Uh, that is her website. And that's pretty straightforward. And fivetribes.org is the other website. But thank you all for joining us. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We are here every fourth Thursday talking about the Jefferson Highway. And obviously, we could carry on talking for 10 years, but we can't. So thank you <laughs> yeah. all. Thank you, guests. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Okay, you too. Bye-bye.